What's going on, fam? I hope you guys are having a good day. This following podcast is audio from our parent meeting discussing potential calendar changes for the 2018-2019 school year, along with an explanation of the values that drive decision-making in the student ministry. The podcast is two parts, and I accidentally left the recording going in the first part during some table discussion time, so there's a little dead space. Sorry for that, but you should be able to skip over to the second piece. If you'd like more information, a copy of the notes from this meeting or the potential calendar, please email me at dscott at stonebridgemarietta.org. I hope that's helpful. Are you ready? You feel good? You know each other? You know each other pretty well? That's good. Um, If you feel like you want to move up, you can, just because we had more tables than people this time around. So if you could please, sir, silence your cell phone. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, you guys need to know that in many ways, like it's fish, fish don't recognize that they're in water and people that have Bo Bryant as their worship leader don't often recognize how awesome he is. Uh, but when you go to camp and you see even other great worship leaders engage with Bo and they're saying, this is the guy I would follow. Um, it's a really great gift. And so Bo, we're really thankful for you. But if you could silence your cell phone, we'd be a lot more thankful. As a dad, I'm going to tell you that. All right. So, um, so really, uh, kind of the big, the big logistical piece uh, of this meeting is the calendar, the potential calendar that you have in your hand. But that calendar is is situated in the values of the ministry. Um, a lot of times, and I'm not great at communicating these things. Not everything that gets that is here gets here. Uh, and, and I don't notice that because there's a lot here and there's stuff here that you probably don't ever want to get here. Uh, but, but there's also some important things. And so I think a lot of times as parents, I can understand. And if you're new parents, just know this coming in. I can understand that you think what, what in the world is David doing? Why, why have we changed this? Why have we gone this way instead of that way? Why are we not doing this anymore? Um, and, and what I want to let you know is that there's a couple of big values that drive everything that I think about when it comes to our ministry and everything that I try to adjust or decide or work through or make better. It's all driven by two really big values. And so what I want to do is explain those values to you guys really quick, just in case I haven't. I talk about them all the time to individuals, but I want to talk about them in a broader context, especially if you're a new parent. Uh, And then talk about how this calendar, for me, sits in those values, rests in the cradle of those values. So, Jane, uh, you want to throw the next slide up there? Okay. So, our whole strategy of ministry follows two values. I know you're going to hate this. Elizabeth Sloan really helped me with this, and she's going to hate that I'm about to just turn around and read this right now. But uh, the first is relational discipleship. And it's, it's right there. It's spending time trying to grow in Christ with other people who are trying to grow. That, to me, is the most basic understanding of relational discipleship. Relational discipleship is why I came to Stonebridge. First conversation I ever had with David Eldridge, we sat at Sugar Cakes and Sugar Cakes. And he asked me, uh, what, what do you want to do in student ministry? And I said, I want to do relational discipleship. And he said, well, then we'll take you. I mean, that was our first conversation. And there was a lot more to it after that. But, but that was what made me pursue student ministry at Stonebridge. It's what I feel like as long as I'm the student pastor at Stonebridge, that's, if we get away from this, we get away from what God wants for us. And so it's, it's just spending time trying to grow in Christ with 
other people who are trying to grow. And for parents, you know, I was asked a great question. What does that mean for parents? How do parents support that? And I think supporting relational discipleship, it means you value spiritual development by giving space to it equal to other priorities and ensuring your child is involved in regularly scheduled opportunities to be discipled. I want you to know that for me, that language needed to be really precise because what I don't want you to think I'm saying is your kid needs to show up in a building and in a room every Sunday night. It's not what I'm saying. Um, some of our best relational discipleship right now is done outside of these walls, and, and I'm not even there. Um, that I'm pouring into people that are pouring into other people. We have a group right now of, of students who have just decided we've done the church thing, we're not interested in the church thing, and we've kind of tricked them a little bit because every Sunday night they meet with their small group leader um, who is also their small group leader at camp at Otter's Chicken. And, they, and, and their small group leader knows what I'm teaching about, and he kind of weaves it in relationally to the conversation. And so what I want you to know is that my goal isn't to fill up a room. It's never going to be to fill up a room. It's just not, there's nothing wrong with people who have that goal. Maybe, I don't know. But for me, it's just never going to be a driving factor for me. And so that's why I want to be really precise with my language. I realize that your schedules are super busy. You have all kinds of things going on. You have school and you go to school. You're going to go to school in the fall and people are going to say, all your child needs is 30 minutes to an hour with this class each night. But they're going to say it six different times. And so that means you're going to need six different hours for your child to be studying. But what about their sport or what about their musical instrument or what about whatever else is going on? And if you have blended families, that creates a dynamic too. All of that's super difficult. Right? In terms of trying to figure out things. What, what I want you to know is that all that we would ask for you in terms of partnership is that you would look at opportunities for spiritual discipleship as at least having equal value. And I think that if you can do that, I think that we can provide space for that to happen even in the midst of busy schedules. But I'm getting a little bit into this calendar, so I want to wait on that. So that's the first thing. The second thing, the second value for me is the fam. So I didn't know that this was going to become a thing. I just need you guys to know that. So like six, six years ago when I got here, I was trying to figure out a hashtag was really what I was trying to figure out that expressed our value for students because hashtags were, were starting to be a thing. And so I was trying to figure out a hashtag that for me established value. And, and I came up with Stone Youth Fam because for me, the family of God is a huge deal. It's been a huge deal for 10 or 12 years of my life. God has been showing me that the New Testament language for the people of God is family language. You've got the Son of God, God is the Father. You've got brothers and sisters in Christ. That the way we understand community in the New Testament is by understanding as the family of God. Jesus said, my mother and my brothers is everybody who does the will of God. So the fam for me isn't just like a cool new idea. Like every, like I found other places using it. Like I see like Marietta fam and my work fam and all these things. And so there's all these things going on. But I want you to know that for me, it's deeply rooted and in the biblical New Testament value of family. And, and, and what that means, if I have to give it a definition, I'm wordy, I apologize, but it's an ever-extending, unconditional, loving people group that people get to be a part of because they have the same father. That that's the entry point. That if you have the same father, you're in. It doesn't matter if you're cool or uncool, tall or short, popular or unpopular, athletic or whatever, like you're in 
because you have the same father. And the thing I want to be clear with, with parents about, a big thing that I don't do a great job of communicating, but I do communicate it well to our students, is this. It's not a group of people you necessarily have anything else in common with besides the father. So our, my mission is not to help your child find friends. Like that would be a really tough mission because you know this as well as I do. Years ago, I tried to help my wife find friends and she told me, you can't pick my friends. I have friends and I like them. And I said, you're right. I can't. Friendship, you guys know this as adults, friendship is something that has to be discovered, right? Friendship is something that has to be organically discovered. And so sometimes our students are friends, but sometimes they aren't. Like, just to be honest with you. But I think we offer a better value than friendship. Because when you have friendship, you have commonality. And if the commonality doesn't exist, the friendship falls apart, right? If you don't have something in common, the friendship falls apart. But family, as I've known it in my genetic life, is that even if I have nothing in common with these crazy people and we fight all the time, we still all show up to the same table every night for dinner. And there's something in that. There's a strength in that. There's something I actually know about my family of origin, my genetic family, is that they would never let me fall to the point that I couldn't get up. They would never let that happen. Whatever we think about God and about life and about politics and about anything, I know that my family of origin would never let me fall to the point where I couldn't get up. And that's a huge strength in my life. And that's what I want us to be for each other. And kind of the thing that... I would encourage you in in that and how do you support that is to support the idea that families show up to tables and they figure it out. Is that a lot of times like there are kids that are like, I'm bored, nobody from my school goes there, I don't know what to do with that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what I would say is like, give your kid a chance to say, hey, you know what? Maybe this isn't full of all the people that you like all the time, but maybe it is full of people who will love you with the love of God and encourage that in your life. And so, yeah, you had a fight with that person. Yeah, you don't agree with that person. Yeah, you don't go to the same school as that person or dress the same as them. But let's just show up to the table because we have the same dad and let's try and figure it out. And that's a lot of what this calendar is rooted in as well. There's one more thing that I'll talk. There's one more value. That, it's not a core value for me. It's kind of a work value for me, but I'll share that um, after I share the calendar. So with that in place, if you guys will look at this calendar really quick. Everybody have a copy? Does anybody not have a copy of the calendar? Jane? Wanted to get everybody one. Are there more? Can somebody grab one and get it to Becca? She doesn't have one. All right. I got 11 minutes. Here we go. Are you ready? All right. So um, you can look over this calendar, and uh, I'm not going to go... I'm not going to read through it word for word. Um, what I want to do is let you take a, lick, a second to look over it. Um, and then I'm going to address some of the bigger ideas, some of the things that may not make sense to you. Um, so the idea for this calendar came out of seeing these values that I just described to you be expressed really well in the month of May for us. May is usually a very difficult month for us as a ministry. And you know why? Because it's a difficult month for you as a parent, right? You're busy. You have a thousand things to do and to go to in May. And so it becomes a difficult month for me to figure out what does it mean to offer relational discipleship. But this year, May was actually an incredibly fruitful month for us. And out of that, 
I started to look at our schedule and say, could we learn from May in a way that offers a more effective schedule in terms of relational discipleship and in terms of providing family opportunities for students? And at first, my idea was this. My idea was, we'll do, if there's four weeks in a month, we will meet together as a large group here at the church in 166 in our regular space. So that's what, if you see something that says together, that's what that means. We'll meet in that space on, on the first and the last week of the month. And, and our services will look very much like they look right now for Sunday nights. But then in the middle two weeks, we'll, we'll, in, we'll sort of embolden and try to uh, nourish our small group family relational aspect by, by meeting um, in homes with our small groups, within our small groups, to give them environments in which they can engage relationally, they can get around tables, they can actually be a part in the give and take of what's happening, and um, we can bring that value to students because part of what uh, we, we try to understand is that some of our students um, get Bible studies a ton. Some of our students get Bible studies never at all. Some of our students get to spend time with their friends a ton. Some of them get to spend time with them none at all. And these are different ways that we could offer those opportunities. So that was my initial thought. But as you can see, once I kind of started to look at the calendar, there's almost never a month where that's the way that life works, right? You know that. You know how hard it is to schedule things for your kids now. It's like they have a break every other weekend. I feel like, right? There's like three days off all the time. And so... Um, so that makes things difficult for us because part of the thing is now that we're about a hundred person ministry, uh, when we were like a 12 person ministry, if eight kids show up and 12 kids show up, you can do the exact same thing and lose very little value. Um, when you have a hundred person ministry and 30 show up uh, or a hundred show up, you can't do the same things, right? And so some of that is trying to take into account the ebb and flow of the school year. Um, so if you look at this calendar... You'll see where I, where I ended up landing with the help of some great volunteers and leaders. So every time you see something that says together, that means we're in this space. Um, every time you see something that says small groups away, that means the hope is that we would meet in, in, in the home of, of a family in our small group. And ideally for me, what that means is that a family, so if there's two small groups away, or let me just say it this way. Ideally for me, what that would mean is that we would have a family adopt each month because that would help us. One of the struggles of a potential schedule like this is the struggle of trying to figure out where we're meeting each week. And so while I value the diversity, and we'll talk about that in a minute, um, I also value the fact that we need to be able to give parents information about where things are happening. Um, But if you look at that schedule, you'll see that. There are highlights. I think yours is highlighted, right? You guys all have highlighted ones. Um, those highlighted, uh, those are just like special moments throughout the ministry. So you see our Sharp Top Retreat is August 17th through the 19th. Um, Labor Day is obviously a different day for us. Fall break, um, on the front end of fall break, we usually don't meet uh, because that's, that's dif- it's difficult to gauge what's going to be happening uh, with students in their lives. And then there are some other things uh, that we do throughout the year that you can see. 
Um, so that's the schedule. And so what I'd like to do is just take a minute, and this isn't going to come up on the screen, but I would like to just talk to you about how I think a schedule like this, what are the reasons cradled in those two values? Does that make sense? Because I want you to know that if you can trust anything about me, you can trust that I'm going to try not to swerve away from these two values. And if I start to, I would love it for you to call me out. If you think I'm starting to, I would love it for you to call me out. Maybe not in this room. That would be embarrassing. But, but send me an email or call me or whatever because I, didn't, I don't feel like I picked these values. I feel like God picked them. So relational discipleship. I think the schedule provides opportunities for relationships throughout the ministry to go deeper. Um, I think that meeting in host homes means parents will be able to engage more with students. They'll be able to engage more with leaders and they'll be able to engage more with each other. When we tried something like this in May, one of the stories that I heard back was that parents who picked up and dropped off their students just sat and talked to each other, which I think is great because you need as many people, as many trustworthy people in your child's life if you're gonna do relational discipleship well because we all know that there are times that our kids don't wanna listen to us, right? It might even be rare that they do, the older they get. And so what I want you to know is that you have a network of parents who are seeking after the same things and leaders who are seeking after the same things and I would love for you to see them. Um, By moving off of a gather people to one room mentality, which means we wouldn't always do that, Right? Like we wouldn't say, well, every week what we want you to do is we want you to come into a room and listen and then leave that room. And this is a big deal. We make discipleship mobile in their minds and in their hearts. And that's a huge deal. When discipleship gets outside of these walls, they're more likely to have their Christianity get outside of these walls. Does that make sense? They're more likely to believe that this plays out in my life in a relational way. And so that, that's, that, those, are the, those are just a couple of the things that I think... Uh, allow this schedule to sit in the value of relational discipleship and then the value of family uh there's a saying it's it's not ours it's from a giant church which to me makes it funny but it says circles are better than rows right you guys have heard that before that there's this idea even in the biggest churches possible that you can get more value sitting around with each other than you can just sitting like you're in a classroom setting um, and hearing about god This schedule, I think, gives us an opportunity to have more authentic gathering times that allow students to relax and share more about their real lives. If you want to know what's really going on in a student's life, go uh, sit in the booth next to the guys at Otter's Chicken because they talk about stuff there and it's real life. And they talk to a, um, a, a Christian leader about it and they don't pull punches. And there's something about just sitting around with each other that makes them think, oh, I'm not in church I don't have to do all the church things and give all the church answers. I can actually talk about it. Um, So I think that's a big part of the family value is it puts people around tables and it makes it feel, not it makes it feel, it helps you realize uh, the authenticity of community in ways that that just coming into a room where nobody really lives um, Monday through Friday does, if that makes sense. Um, And then the last thing I want to say on that is this. I told you there's kind of a work value for me. Um, I try my best to let you know that anything I would ask your student to come to offers real quality. And, And I try my best not to dilute opportunities. I try my best not to do more things 
but to try to do better things because I know that time is your most precious value. And you don't want to drive your kid to something that's just the same thing again and again and again. And kids don't often want to come to something that's just the same thing again and again and again. The more you do anything, the less interesting it becomes. And the more you dilute the experience, that's just a natural, that's just a natural occurrence in your lives. And I think that by reducing the number of each experience, that we can increase the value of what we offer to your student and to you in terms of our ministry. So, so those are the things that, that, I re- that really drove this decision process. Um, and I wanted y'all to know that. I have to see what Elizabeth said I'm supposed to do next. Hold on. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Um, so, so here's what I'd love for you guys to do now. Um, I would love for you to sit in your tables. And I would love for you as, as tables for just about 10 or... Dude, I'm right on, Elizabeth. Um, for just about 10 minutes, I want you to spend time discussing a question that's going to come up on the screen. Is it? Oh, look at that. Table question one. I want you guys to spend about 10 minutes by, um, around this first question, just discussing. And I want you to elect someone uh, to take notes on your discussion. And then I want you to spend about 10 minutes um, on the second question. And then um, I'm going to come back up. And that will serve for some feedback for me. We don't. Your schedules are too busy for everybody to ask every question they have or give every idea they have. Um, and then we'll close. And then if you want to stay after and ask me questions about this potential schedule, or if you want to email me, um, we'll talk about follow-ups from there. Is that good? All right. So y'all enjoy your table time. Is it hot? I'm like a, you know what? If you're dragging, you can just join a table that looks like they're lighting a fire. Just go for it. Like Tim, Tim's table. He's got lots to say.
Um, so there's a couple of things. Hey, Jane, Jane, can you move back over there just really quick? So, um, so here's what I'd like to do. Here's what I, here's what I would love to do. Um, I, if I'm honest with you guys, I, I would love to sit here and go back and forth with your feedback for hours because that's actually one of my favorite things to do is to engage those conversations. But I recognize that none of us um, has that amount of capacity for all of us uh, in this room. And so I really want to honor uh, the time that you have. So, so here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to throw some next steps. There they are. They're already up there. Jane's so quick. Uh, so those are some next steps. Uh, to follow up with on this. I would love it if you would leave your papers uh, on the table and I'll collect those and I'll read through those. Um, and, uh, and, and I appreciate that. that. That's super helpful to me. Um, and if you would like to email me some feedback um, because you're more comfortable doing that and you need time to process this because that's a lot of information, um, I, I, I would love that. I really do love to read your emails. They're really helpful. I, I want you guys to know that I don't hold, I hold these values really dear. Um, if there's a better way to do it, I don't hold that dear at all. Um, I really, my goal is, is to do this to the best of our ability. Uh, and so I, I really do appreciate that. Um, if you want to send me that. Uh, the second thing up there is that if we do head this direction, and, and if you think that this is a horrible idea, I would really love for you to send me that feedback soon um, so that I can process through what you might be concerned about. Um, but if we head this direction, we're going to need host families. And if that's something that you're interested in being uh, for one of these months, if you'll just text <laughs> the best I, I was, I was, it was supposed to say family on the move, but it just said famont. So if you'll, if you'll text F-A-M-O-N-T to 81010, you can do that right now. So you type 81010 into your phone and you send the text message F-A-M-O-N-T. Um, that'll put you in a group. That'll put you in a group that I can text for people that are interested in potentially being a host family. So that's what that'll do. Um, and then the last thing is, uh, so here's one thing that I've learned about myself. Uh, because I know that there could be a tendency in me to build the kingdom of David Scott, um, I swing hard away from that tendency. And, and so part of what that means is that I always want to be available to your students. I don't ever want them to. I want them to know they're loved. I don't want them to feel like they're being recruited. Does that make sense? They have enough people in their life that are trying to recruit them for their own gains. And so I swing hard away from that. But oftentimes that leaves us a hole in terms of how willing I am to press people to engage. And so after having some discussions about that, really one of the conclusions, I, I didn't come to this conclusion. There were actually a few parents who brought this up as an idea. And I thought, this is a great idea. Um, is that it would be great for us to have a parent liaison for each grade and each gender. So seventh grade boys, seventh grade girls, eighth grade boys, eighth grade girls, all the way up. That's willing to reach out to other parents periodically when things are going on just to encourage them. Um, because I think it's something different if you see the value in what's happening than if the person that's running the event sees the value, if that makes sense. Um, and so... 
Uh, it, it really is just we care about these values. Making room for these opportunities in your life is helpful. And one thing that I know is that parents whose kids are pursuing good things attract other parents who want their kids to pursue good things. Um, a lot of times, I'm the guy who sends the weekly email, and I fall around the same place as the baseball coach and the teacher and everybody else on down the line. Um, and so it, it would be really helpful for us. Um, I know your kids are busy, and so I don't like to press for their times, but if this is something that you think has value and you would like to do that, that would be a great help to the ministry. Um, I think that's it for me. Uh, we're finished a little, we're finished about five minutes early. So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to pray for us and then let you go. And if you want to stay, I can stay for a few minutes. If you have a couple of questions, I can't stay forever because my wife's going to fall over from starvation, but I can definitely stay for a few minutes. If you have some specific questions that you'd like to talk about before I leave. So let's pray. God first. We just say thank you. I mean, the truth is this. None of these kids belong to any of us. They really belong to you. Um, They're really your kids. They're your people that you've looked at us in various ways and said, here, like, these are the gifts. These are the talents, like we talked about today, that I've given you. And what does it mean to invest well for the kingdom? God, we, we just approach that with as much humility as we can muster. And we ask you to make us aware of what we can't have on our own. God, we want to honor you with these kids. We don't want to make them in who we want them to be. We want to see them grow into the people of God that you've called and made them to be. God, we want them to know that they're loved and we do truly want them to know the family of God, that there are people around them that say, I will never let you fall spiritually beyond recovery. I won't let that happen. And so God, we pray that whatever comes out of this meeting, that it would be the strengthening of relationships for kids with Christ and in Christ. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. So that's what we're thinking about for the 2018-2019 school year. Thanks for taking the time to listen. And please let me know how you'd like to invest or help the fam moving forward into this by emailing me at dscott at stonebridgemarietta.org. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day.